lack of transparency is a huge political advantage. And basically, you know, call it the stupidity of the American voter or whatever. Call it the stupidity of the American voter or whatever. But basically, that was really, really critical to getting the thing to pass. This is America's Healthcare Challenge on News Talk 1290. For more or the latest news inside Washington on healthcare, visit the show's website, healthreformexplained.com. Now, here is your host, Sean McGuire. Welcome back to the show. 402-342-1290 or 800-577-1290 is the number. We're taking your questions this week. And we encourage you to submit it on our Facebook page, facebook.com slash America's Healthcare Challenge. That's the show page. Check out that important message I just left up there for you. We're addressing your questions. Stuart Sloan and joining me this week is our guest co-host. Stuart is the president of Renaissance Captive Solutions. You should check out their website, uh, www.rcs-ins.com. Right, Stuart? Yes, sir. Yeah, you got a pretty good webinar on there if somebody's looking for for something that's beyond the traditional norm of things that aren't quite working, don't you? Mm-hmm. Yeah, should, they should check it out. Okay, my wife and I divorced last year. This isn't me. This is an actual question. Uh, she works for a large company. Can she continue to cover me under her health insurance plan? Interesting question. Uh, once you're divorced, uh, it's unlikely uh, that you're able to remain uh, as a covered dependent on your ex-wife's plan. A few states may allow it, uh, and that could work uh, in your favor if the plan is subject to state law. But many large employers pay the employees' claims directly rather than by insurance. You know, they're either self-funded or captive, uh, and they're generally not subject to state insurance rules. However, you may be able to keep your your ex-wife's coverage for up to three years under the federal law known as COBRA. Uh, The law applies to companies with 20 more workers, and several states uh, have similar laws that apply uh, to smaller companies. The catch is you have to pay the full premium. Okay. Do you think people know about that or no? No, I I don't think a lot of people uh, do, uh, you know, and and people in that situation uh, really should research out what their options are. And and COBRA uh, is an obvious one, as well as state law in regards to what the group insurance laws are for continuity of coverage for newly divorced folks. Each state going to have something different or do you think? Yep. Okay. Yeah. Do employers talk to their employees about stuff like this? Uh, they don't often, but they should. Yeah. Yeah. It just seems like something that somebody should know. kind of just, I think that just kind of helpful information. I'm glad that person submitted that question mm-hmm. because I, I think that comes up an awful lot. Yeah, it really does. Yeah. Okay. Um, next up, I retired last year at the age of 65. I'm finding things tighter than expected and getting anxious about my retirement plans. Are there any suggestions about things that could relieve some of this stress? Yeah, many many American workers uh, today are feeling stressed about retirement uh, and are not taking steps to prepare for it, or they find themselves in that situation already and, and really don't know what to do. Uh, the obvious silly question to ask is, how long should you plan to live? Uh, no one really knows, of course, uh, but fewer baby boomer retirees uh, have traditional pension plans than their parents did. 
which means that they they need to retire on income from Social Security and savings. At the same time, expected longevity for men and women at age 65 jumped more than 10% since 2000. Uh, since, uh, 2000. So men who reach 65 are expected uh, to live on average of 86.6 and women 88.8. So what the figures tell us that with longevity obviously comes a need for greater planning. So what are some options? Some options may be budget your expenses. Uh, start with a careful uh, protection of non, uh, non-discretionary expenses in retirement food, medical care, utilities, and transportation. Uh, assess your Social Security strategy. Uh, rather than, than look to um, retire at 62, maybe looking to retire at 65 or even 70 uh, is, is a, uh, something that they, they should look into. Uh, you know, for every uh, year that they add on, they're adding an additional 8% if they retire at 70 rather than at 62 or 65. Um, So it's really an investment in themselves. Uh, Also, working. Uh, Working longer uh, is an added strategy. Uh, And if they're already at that age, uh, you know, work uh, possibly part-time to increase their their Social Security, um, you know, credits. Uh, And finally, when all else fails, consider an annuity which is a guarantee of, of a sum of dollars for X number of years in exchange for a, a uh, deposit of X amount of dollars uh, to assure them of guaranteed income. Those are all things that they, they can do. And there's also help out there, Sean. Uh, for example, you've got senior advisory services, veteran services, consumer services, the Better Business Bureau, state consumer services, financial planners, and, con- and community organizations providing financial planning help. So there is help out there. Okay. Yeah. And then we, if, if they have any questions, they can email info at edbellasinec.com, and we'll try yep. and help them out also. Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh, all right. This is another one. Uh, I work for a large employer. I'm age 52. I see many changes that occurred in our health benefits program over the years. I'm concerned about year-to-year changes and wonder what I can do to take advantage of to protect my family's long-term interests in our planning. We call this well, guy Eddie you, the employee. Yeah. Uh, as as uh, they well know, this person well knows, the reason why employers uh, keep changing either plans themselves or tweaking their existing plans is obviously to afford stall or to uh, try and reduce uh, the increased cost of the coverage that they provide to employees. Uh, some of the suggestions I would make uh, to this particular uh, caller would be to look into the ancillary and voluntary benefits that the employer offers. In addition to the base plan medical, uh, employers are offering uh, a general menu of additional benefits. Some of those are in their and their family's best interest because there may be uh, benefits uh, that they can take with them should they leave that employer at some point down the road. The other suggestion I would give this person would be take a look at funding accounts. Right now under the ACA, uh, out-of-pocket expenses are non-deductible unless they exceed 10% of adjusted gross income. 
what the person should look into if offered by the employer uh, is either an HSA or a flexible spending account or a health reimbursement account, which may be some funding account options that the employer makes available to employees to help their first dollar out-of-pocket expenses, uh, you know, that would help the family. Remember, since they're seeing larger deductibles in the marketplace today, these additional vehicles would help them as far as their out-of-pocket expenses. And the ancillary involuntary benefits would help their family in terms of long-term uh, uh, planning. Okay. All right. So make sure you're you're asking about everything you have available through the group that uh, you work for. Yeah. Like. Look closely during open enrollment, not just at the base uh, core benefit plan, but also the other options that are being uh, made available through the ancillary voluntary benefits and the funding account options. Okay. All those things are important, and uh, and that's uh, I guess the point of working with somebody that can help you through all that. Stuart, this episode has flown by. We got about 30 seconds left. Any final thoughts to share with the audience this week? Well, this is this is a myriad of questions uh, from obviously interested callers. Uh, my, my one last comment would be research what's available to you. Uh, look at the marketplace. Look for help uh, by some folks uh, such as Edie Bellis for helping helping to make those kinds of of final decisions uh, and then just go with it. Right, right. Hey, Stuart, thanks so much for joining us here on the show. Always a pleasure to speak with you, and we look forward to the next time you're here. Glad to be with you, Sean. Thanks, Stuart. That's Stuart Sloanen. That's just enough time for me to to say my goodbyes. Check out again our Facebook page, please, facebook.com slash America's Healthcare Challenge. I will uh, be posting uh, all of these segments during the week. If you heard a question or you just joined us halfway through and want to try and catch something else, uh, and also uh, thank you for the uh, f- for the help for supporting the show to bring this information to you. Please consider working with the uh, people that are providing the uh, messages during these commercial breaks. Until next week, I'm Sean McGuire. We will see you next time.